The Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... That's it, Rob. You guys looked at each other like I said, Rob. Yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we doing radio up in here. The Pirates have won nine straight games, and this is good if you are a Pirate fan because, well, you've got to watch them win for nine straight games. It also means that the general manager's hand is being forced by the way that the baseball team is performing on the field. They're four games back in the wild card, eight games back in the division. That's not really pertinent. They're not going to catch the Chicago Cubs. A meteor could hit Chicago and kill every single Cub, and they'd probably move the White Sox over and allow them to be the Cubs, and with the record that they already have, I still think they win the division. So it ain't happening. Kellen doesn't agree. Yeah, the White Sox are pretty brutal. Yeah, they're brutal. You're right. Yeah, they're pretty bad. The Cubs are going to win the division. But the Pirates at least are getting a sniff in the wild card. A little taste. A little sniff. Here's what I think. It's just a carrot that's dangling in front of your face that you're never going to get. The Pirates aren't making the playoffs this year. And now you're all going to get your hopes up and think that they've actually got a shot. And it's good because it gives me something to watch at Sharky's at training camp. It makes me want to watch it. But it's also bad because if you are a fan, you are going to have your dream dangled and then take it away eventually. But I don't love all this because it's making me out to be a hypocrite. And I think that Neil Huntington probably feels the same way. Buy? Sell? I don't know what to tell you. Because I think that the best thing that the Pirates could do would be to sell, 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 and rebuild and create an eventual World Series winner that way. But over the course of the last four years, since I've been doing something like this, since I've been doing radio shows, since I've been tweeting like a mother bleeper, I've always said at the deadline, if you're within three or four games, four or five games, you've got to at least give it a shot. Grab a pitcher, grab a hitter, and go get that wild card game and then see what happens. Because I don't care if you play the best pitcher in the world for one game. You can still win. And then you've got a series, and okay, you're probably not going to win that. But again, it's baseball. They play 162 of them because things tend to happen in short spurts. Case in point, the Pirates have won nine games in a row. I think that you will see the Pirates... Do a little soft sell here. And maybe a little bit of a soft buy, too. Uh, I think we're going to see the Pirates get rid of a guy like David Freeze. We're going to see the Pirates get rid of a guy like Jordy Mercer. And then the Pirates are going to add a bullpen arm or another bench bat, something along those lines. I think that's the likely scenario, and that's not the best thing for the organization. The best thing for the organization would have been for them to add to the roster in the offseason, and then instead of being two games over five hundred at this point, maybe they're five, six, seven, or eight games above five hundred. That's what you would have liked to see. That's the best-case scenario. 
But now, if you buy, you're fooling yourself. Because you're not going to win a championship. But if you sell and you're Neil Huntington, you are going to piss the fan base off royally, a fan base that has already been pissed off at you. He is not in an enviable position right now. The Pirates winning has made his job far more difficult. If they'd lost nine in a row, you blow this bitch up. If they go five and four over the last nine games, you probably blow her up a little bit. You certainly trade Corey Dickerson. Because a playoff team could use Corey Dickerson this year and then next year. And you could get more in return for him under those circumstances than if you go to the offseason and he's a one-year rental player. But now, he's the best hitter in freaking baseball. If the Pirates called the Angels and said, hey, we'll give you Corey Dickerson for Mike Trout straight up, who says no? Kellen, yes? No. I mean, come on. If Corey Dickerson was offered to the Angels for Mike Trout straight up, who says no? Me again? Yeah, who says no? I mean, I don't own the Angels, but I think anybody in the right mind. Corey Dickerson's the best player in baseball right now. But Corey Dickerson's been on such a hot streak that his bat is going to be coveted. Maybe the Pirates get blown away with a trade offer and they do wind up moving him. But he's the guy that you can think about moving in the offseason and not piss off all your fans from a public relations disaster standpoint. They've got to be thinking not so much about competing. They've got to be thinking not so much about rebuilding. They've got to think about appeasing the fan base. And most of the fan base, when they look at the standings and see your four games back and two games above five hundred, they say, okay, go for it. Or at least don't subtract from it. Even if the best thing for the club, for the betterment of the future of the Pittsburgh Pirates, is to subtract from it. It makes my head hurt just thinking about it. I don't want to be the guy to say rebuild. I want to be the guy to say add. I've always been the guy to say add, but right now I think it's time to just say no. Let's see what you can get. Shoot. And Neil Huntington, I bet in his heart of hearts, wants the team to continue to be somewhat successful, but I don't think he wants the team to take off. Now, unless they go on to win 15 in a row, and then they're really making noise. At that point, yeah, it's okay. It's a little bit different. I mean, if they won 30 in a row, he'd be very happy. They won 40 in a row. I mean, they win the World Series, right? But if you're Neil Huntington, the way you've been evaluating the roster the entire year has to be, okay, we're not a true, legitimate World Series contender. Look at the World Series contenders from the American League, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and, of course, Houston, who already won it last year. Houston goes out. They add Garrett Cole, who's been outstanding. They have one of the best staffs I've ever seen. And I look down in the shower every single day. Boston is hot. And the Yankees, that lineup is just devastating, and Luis Severino is a stud. So that's out. Plus, the Mariners are 20 games above 500 with a negative run differential. That's what the American League has got going on. American League's like, that's ah, our bad team. Their run differential's negative. Same as the Pirates, and they're 20 games above 500. In the National League, where the Pirates do have to legitimately compete, you've still got a bunch of teams ahead of them. And I don't put the Pirates on the same stratosphere as the Cubs, and certainly now not the Dodgers. 
Washington's got a far more talented roster than they do, although they have not lived up to expectations. So when Neil Huntington's evaluating this team over the course of the year, he's got to be thinking all those things, and he's got to be thinking, okay, if I get a great offer for Dickerson, he goes. If I get a great offer for Cervelli, he goes. If I get a good offer for Yvonne Nova, he goes. And now he's got to be thinking, okay, I'd love to do all those things if the right offer presents itself, but I'm four games out. My fan base already wants to shove a pitchfork through my eye. What the hell's going to happen if I trade off Corey Dickerson in the middle of a playoff run? Although I did just think of the PR spin there. Well, we needed to call up Austin Meadows. I needed to create a spot for him on the roster. God. I realize that I typed myself into a work pretzel with the Pittsburgh Pirates, particularly in this segment, but it's a lot to try to digest. Uh, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to consider. There's a lot of nuance here. Imagine if they are a game back in the wild card at the deadline. How do you justify not buying? How? I guess by telling the truth, but that ain't going to go over well. And if there is a front office that's more swayed by public relations than another, it's got to be the Pirates, right? I mean, they uh, maybe swayed isn't correct because they don't often do right by the fans, but they do try to over-explain themselves, and they will go out of their way to do things that they think will appease the fan base. The Pirates have called up Casey Sadler. They DFA'd Smoker. And they option more off to Indianapolis. I'm looking for this lineup. I'm going to need this lineup. Who's going to bat DH tonight? You think it's going to be Casey Sadler? Is that what you're saying? No, it's it's out. It, Moran's DHing tonight. Son of a bitch. It's out. That's been out for an hour. A little late to the party. Well, good producing. If You you knew this information no, you didn't tell I, me I before. Found out, I found out during Callen. the last break. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You I'm made sorry. me look bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, it's been out for an hour, Adam. I have given the Pirates line at maybe five times in the history of the show. That's why I didn't give it to you. That, damn it. He kind of does get the show by not giving you the line. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> it no, damn it. Does, so. damn it. Yeah, I just realized what I did there. <laughs> but it is baseball season officially on the Crowley Show for two more days after today. Uh, this is day one of three. Just think of it as a three-game set. And because it is baseball season for the first time really on the Crowley Show, I will give you the Pirates lineup. Wow. Batting first and batting in left field is Corey Dickerson. Batting second and playing in second. I don't want to do it this way. Marte's batting second. <laughs> Polanco batting third. Diaz catching, batting fourth. Moran batting fifth. Got Josh Bell at first, sixth. Then Freeze, seventh. Harrison, eighth. Hey, he's back in the lineup. That's nice to see. And Jordy Mercer, your shortstop. He's batting ninth. Dickerson, Marte, Polanco. Diaz, Moran, Bell. Freeze, Harrison, Mercer. I don't feel good about the Pirates' chances tonight. Kluber's coming back. He's been banged up. One of the best pitchers in baseball when he's healthy. Indians in the thick of the legitimate pennant race in the AL. The Indians' record doesn't stack up with that of the other teams in the AL. The Red Sox and Houston and what's the other one? The Yankees. But I think their roster does. I don't think they're as good as Houston. I don't think they're as good as Boston. They could beat them in a series. But this is not something you care about because this is Pittsburgh and not Cleveland. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. You can hear from Lance Lysowski coming up in eight minutes here on the show. 
I totally forgot about this. I wanted to make this one of the running themes of the show today. Maybe we'll do it with Tom tomorrow. But Eddie Pepperell played the final round at the Open Hungover yesterday, and I wanted to ask everybody about it and what they've done that's impressive while hungover. And, well, it kind of died on the vine there. Sorry, we'll bring it back. I mean, there's no shortage of hangover stories between the four of us here, including Callan. One time it was my bachelor party, and I didn't see my friends for like 48 hours. Uh, I was so messed up the first night, and then I got a terrible sunburn. I didn't really know where I was, and eventually they pulled me off that big hotel out in Las Vegas. Oh, we spent all weekend looking for you. We couldn't find you anywhere. We got attacked by the Asian guy. We stole a cop car. Um, I think Mike Mike Tyson's Tiger was there. It was crazy. Yeah, we stole Mike Tyson's Tiger. Yep. Wait a second. I pulled my own tooth out. Wait, Kellen, now you're just describing the plot from The Hangover. Yeah, you caught me. Yeah, mine. I wasn't. Yeah, ours happened. That all right. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Like Kellen would have been invited to my bachelor party. (laughs) Wow, thanks, Adam. I always put mattresses on roofs. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> I survived. Actually, I did drive from Baltimore to the Outer Banks down 95 and stop and go oh, traffic for boy. nine hours. I bet that was nice. Hung over. It was awful. Exhaust fumes. Ugh, just roll down the window and yak. Stinky beltway people. <laughs> it was atrocious. Yeah. But maybe more of that tomorrow. I consider uh, doing anything with a hangover a win, honestly. If I don't have a panic attack, it's a good day. Nice. I always have panic attacks when I'm hungover. You haven't had one in a while, knock on some wood. Me? I don't think you have, have you? I fought a few off. Yeah? Good job, buddy. Yeah, but camp's right around the corner, so. We'll do some. Don't worry. Yeah, perfect got, time for that. I got a few up my sleeve coming over the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, nothing gets you panicked like being in a room with four white walls and being hungover as hell from the night before. Mm-hmm. So your balance is a little off kilter and... Your ears are ringing, and all you see is white. It's not good. And then there's Kevin Colbert, or Colbert, <laughs> Colbert, I went. Col- Kevin Colbert handing you back your debit card from the night before. Hey, Crowley, you left this at the at the bar because you were so hammered. That's not happening this year. <laughs> it's not. Usually we close <laughs> We usually close the bar down. I've made myself an agreement. I will call an Uber at midnight at the latest every night. Wait a minute. So are you saying you're not going to stay out late drinking, or you say you're not going to lose your debit card? Well, yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, Lance Lysowski. It's going to go sideways once you get up there. That segment kind of went sideways. I was lukewarm on my Pirates opinion, and then I half-heartedly dove into the other topic about being hungover. Can we take a mulligan on that? We could. Oh, I didn't even bring up golf. Well, I guess I did with Eddie Pepperell. Jesus, this is rough. This is awful. Get out. It's a Crowley joke. Adam Crowley. Come with me, and you'll see. It's a world filled with all the meat that you want. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. are four games out of a playoff spot on July 23rd. Who would have thought? Well, me coming into the year, but me three weeks ago would not have thought that. 
I wonder what Lance Lysowski thinks. But before that, we've got a very important question for this young man from DKPittsburghSports.com, and that is this. If the Pirates offered Corey Dickerson to the Angels today for Mike Trout, who says no? Is it the Pirates? <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. We'll say no to that one. Ah. What are they going to do, Lance? I mean, they are worked into a PR disaster waiting to happen here, I think. If they sell, I don't know if it's the wrong thing. In fact, I think it probably is the right thing to do. But if they do, they're going to be looked at as the Pirates are always looked at as the cheap team who doesn't do enough to win when the moment presents itself. Well, I think you do sell to a certain extent, though. Okay, You have to trade Jordy Mercer right now. If the price is right, if there is a team that actually wants him at this point, I'd say the same thing about David Freeze. I mean, both guys aren't going to be part of this team's future beyond this year. And then, hey, you, you got to go out and get a bullpen arm, I think, in my opinion, because there is still pieces if you trade Jordy Mercer and you trade David Freeze. I think this team could at least give itself an opportunity to contend the second half. You you roll the dice. You say, hey, let's see what this this team is capable of. Because you know what? If you want to trade Corey Dickerson, you can still do it in the offseason. He's still arbitration eligible. He's under contract through next season. So I still think he will have value in, in the offseason. There is always that gamble that, hey, maybe he gets hurt. But it, when you look at the pieces they had to trade, you're not going to be able to trade Francisco, Francisco Cervelli anymore. You're probably not going to be able to trade Josh Harrison because, hey, He's been hurt the last couple of weeks, and he right. hasn't been very good at all, and he's expensive. So I see you go for it. Lance Lysowski joining us here on the Crowley Show. All right, let's ask a different question. How serious a chance do you think the Pirates have today at making the playoffs? Do you think that there's a good percentage that they could? I don't think there is. The National League's wide open, though, so if you do sell and you don't add anything, it's not a good look because there is always the opportunity, hey, you catch lightning in a bottle, maybe this goes right, that goes right, maybe the Cubs get a really terrible string of injuries or they just play really horrible baseball in the second half because I don't think the Brewers are very good. They don't have any pitching. I think the Pirates actually have a pretty good foundation. Again, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and I really don't know what you can get in the trademark because they're not going to want to trade their prospects, at least their prospects of significance. I think the Pirates could go a couple of ways here. If they're going to try to uh, get a player with term on the contract, and uh, like, for example, Chris Archer, and we don't have to really talk about him per se, but a player like him who has some term on his deal that could help this year, but also you could – use him to build a little bit around in the future. Uh, You'd have to give up prospects for him. Or maybe you go out and get a guy like Jay Happ again, who's got one year left the rest of this year on his deal, and maybe you don't have to really part with any prospect. You just have to pay some cash. I think what they're going to do, they're going to do what they did last year, Adam, in terms of, okay, last year they trade Tony Watson. I think this year they trade Jordy Mercer. Perhaps they trade David Freeze. And then they go out and get themselves somebody like Joaquin Benoit, who they got last year. And then you explore the waiver deadline in August because there are still a lot of moves that are made in August. And, hey, if the team competes in August, you go ahead and add. If your team doesn't compete and they tank, then you can still get rid of a few guys if you really want to and work out some trades. So I, by no means do I think they're done at July 31st. I think Neil Huntington's going to make a couple of moves and then kind of wait it out see what happens the first couple weeks of August. Waiver deadline, those two words, it's like me having too much whiskey on, on a wedding night. I mean, it just... I, uh, 
I mean, come on, man. You're not giving me anything with the waiver deadline here. There's a lot going on there. I know there's all that that drama (laughs) when it comes to July 31st, but look at what they did last year. They got George Contos in August. They got Sean Rodriguez. That's something that they could look at doing this year because they're not going to give up prospects of significance for somebody like Chris Archer or even somebody like Jay Happ. The price is going to be too high because you look at free agency, how much these guys cost in the free agent market, and the Pirates want no part of that bid with bidding war. Lance, the Pirates outfield is the greatest of all time. Uh, at least it has been uh, for the last week and a half or so. Uh, what has gotten into Gregory Polanco, or is this just the Gregory Polanco that we should all come to love? Uh, a guy who will stink out loud, and then a guy who looks like Daryl Strawberry. He's a streaky hitter, and he always has been. I think this is exactly what he's going to be. You ride the uh, you ride the highs, you ride the lows, and you kind of wait it out. Um, and you got to keep putting him out there when he's playing like this. The key for him is staying healthy, though, because if he's not healthy, then you're not even going to get baseball like he's playing right now. But, but it kind of shows you the upside that's there, and it really shouldn't surprise anybody the way he's hitting the ball right now. Just you kind of wait and see, okay, when does he go cold, and when does, I guess, everybody else in this team go cold? Because it seems like everybody's hitting right now. You mentioned the bullpen before and the possibility of adding an arm. Do you like where the bullpen is today? Um, obviously, you would want them to add an arm, but if they didn't, do you have more faith in these guys than you had maybe at the beginning of the season? I don't. The, 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 tricky, the tricky question is who do you get out of the bullpen? Because um, you've got seven guys now. Obviously, the back four are pitching really well. Vasquez, Vasquez, Crick, Santana, and Rodriguez, those are guys solidified their spots. So the three guys in front, Brault, Glassdown, and Feliz, haven't been good for no. long stretches. I mean, you look at Glassdown and Brault, for as much as everybody talks about them, their ERA is around five. That's not going to do it. And Feliz isn't a guy who's going to benefit from going down to AAA because his stuff will just play way too high, kind of like what Glassdown did last year. We'll strike everybody out and he won't even get better. But the thing they could do is go with an eight-man bullpen, get a veteran reliever in that group because there's no veterans back there, somebody who can kind of fill that middle release because they can't expect this rotation to pitch six-plus innings like they no. have the last couple of weeks. At some point, they're going to have that, that pretty rough stretch again. Lance Lysowski, DKPittsburghSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. All right, look into your crystal ball, Lance, and do a little mind reading too. Uh, <laughs> do you think that Neil Huntington's pissed with how well they've played over the last – a uh, week and a half. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's pissed, but it puts him in a pretty awkward position because he knows this team has its flaws, and it's not better than the Cubs, not better than the Dodgers, it's not better than hey, probably even the Phillies or the Nationals. So what do you do? Again, I think that they buy and they sell like they did last year. Get that that veteran reliever, trade Jordy Mercer as much as the fans are going to hate it. And you kind of rolled the dice. It, it, they weren't going to be all-out sellers anyways because he doesn't like this. That was Neil Huntington and Bob Nutting cutting the line of Lance Lysowski of DKPittsburghSports.com. <laughs> oh, we got you back, Lance. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, it dropped out there for a second. That's okay. I'm sorry. No, yeah, hey, I'm, at hey. J- I'm at Jacobs Field. Well, I always call it Jacobs Field. It's actually progressive field. Wow. Home of my uh, Cleveland Indians. I'm kind of... I'm kind of split there, too, tonight, because uh, I've been rooting for my tribe. Uh, I need to see Corey Kluber get back on track. But at the same time, I want all kind of hard decisions to be made for Neil Huntington and Pirate staff. Uh, let's play another little game. Uh, it's called I Name Teams in the National League, and you tell me if the Pirates roster stands up to theirs. You want to play? Sure. Let's go for it. Colorado. Uh, yes. Arizona. 
No. Atlanta. No. Milwaukee. Yes. I think so too. Milwaukee. Uh, they're a little, overrated. They're a little bit of a tailspin here, but I do think that they're going to make positive moves at the deadline. Uh, I, I think the Phillies are going to try to make moves. I think Atlanta's going to make moves. I think all those teams ahead of the Pirates, maybe with the exception of Colorado, are all going to try to improve themselves. Um, all right, let's go behind the Pirates now, at least for now. Do the Pirates, does their roster compare favorably with the Cardinals? Yes, right now, I would say so. San Francisco. Um, yes, that team has a lot of holes, and they're old. They're just, just not working out well. <laughs> Here's the weird one for me. Washington, because no, roster-wise, I don't think they do. No, they don't. They don't. That's just a team that's really underperformed, and they've gone through some injuries in the bullpen. I think they're going to add the deadline. You're going to that team's that's a scary team, I think, in the National League. Last couple of things here for Lance Lysowski, DKPittsburghSports.com. We talked about Corey Dickerson a little bit earlier on in this conversation. Man, I love that guy. He does everything the right way and god is that so cliche but he's a ball player damn it that's cliche too he wears it on the sleeve damn you know what he's i really like this guy uh and uh i don't think the pirates should consider a long-term deal Uh, i don't think they're the kind of team that's in a position to do something like that especially not when you've got uh austin meadows coming up behind him but i wouldn't mind them holding on to him just to see this year and then trade him in the offseason like you said it's gonna it's gonna be a tough decision because the way that he's hitting for power the last couple of weeks and everybody knows the power's in there. He had twenty four plus home runs the three or the last four seasons. Some teams might be interested. He's swinging the bat really well. He's been consistent this entire year. He's playing really good defense. The base running is hasn't really been there, but I mean, he's a leader. He's a good a good clubhouse guy. I think they should keep him because you could always trade him in the off season. I, I don't think the price will dip too low, but. Man, uh, they're <laughs> they're going to face a tough one because they could probably get a nice return at this point in time. Because the way he's playing and the health is there, wow! I mean, he's far exceeded my expectations. Sean Rodriguez, since they're in the AL tonight, does he uh, play designated hitter and pitch? What's going to go on? I know Colin Moran. <laughs> Colin Moran's the DH. We haven't gotten a lineup yet, so that's always kind of fishy. You're kind of waiting to see. If there's going to be a roster move if there's an injury, but. Sean Rodriguez probably won't play tonight, but I bet you he, he's in the lineup tomorrow. He's swinging the stick a little bit better. Yeah, the swing looks good, but, I mean, you look at the pitches that he did hit. I mean, they were right down the middle. I mean, the Reds, I don't know what happened to their pitching staff over the break. Those guys were, <laughs> those guys went on some sort of boat cruise or something, but that, that, that staff was pitching so well before the break, and they were terrible for those three days. I've been intrigued by Matt Harvey as a guy that I wouldn't have mind the Pirates kicking the tires on with their reputation of kind of fixing guys. And then I watched him pitch yesterday, and I said, yeah, probably better not. Yeah, that's the version of Matt Harvey we're, we're likely to see. And talking about starting pitching, Adam, they're not going to go out and get a starting pitcher. I know the fans all want them to, but they, they think so highly of these guys. They would rather put Clay Holmes in the rotation than go out and make a trade right now, in my opinion. All right, well, Lance, they're not making the playoffs, and you've convinced me of that, so I appreciate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. I mean, you just... You, you took the wind right out of your sails, didn't I, You did. I mean, I spent the whole first segment talking... No, not really, but I I myself am conflicted, buddy, because uh, for years I've been saying at the deadline, if you're in it, go for it. And they have, to an extent, absolutely at the deadline have gone for it. But now this year, maybe they're going to be two games back. It'd be great if they were two games back at the trade deadline. And... I'd be saying, eh, maybe better off to sell. I, my, this team has me wanting to just throw myself down the stairs. 
Well, you're, you have to decide whether or not you want to go for the wild card or not, because they're not winning that division. There's no way that anybody in that front office can think they can win that division. And is it worth trading premium prospects for a wild card berth? I don't think so. No. Okay, you did it again. You convinced yeah. me again. All right. Well, appreciate well, we'll the time, see how the next We'll see how the next three days goes. The Indians are a really good team. So They are. Hey, man. Thanks for the time, and enjoy yourself at the Jake. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. It just kind of sounded like I got a little emotional there. I didn't mean it to be like that. It was just a little crick in my throat. That's it. That's it. Big series tonight, though. The Pirates win two out of three. I feel pretty good. I'm starting to feel you kind of like buy in a little here. No, I'm not buying in. I just it makes it a lot more interesting if it they does. if they win two out of three. And I don't think they're going to sweep them. Uh, it's a good baseball team. Uh, Trevor Williams is nowhere near the pitcher Corey Kluber is, so that probably hurts their chances for tonight. But you don't know. The Indians are prone to strikeouts. It's baseball. What if they get swept? Then all this is for naught, and we just go back to being Pirates fans. If the Indians get swept by the Pirates, are you are you now, asking? No, if the Pirates get swept by the end Indians, do we just go back to like business as usual as a Pirates fan? I'm an Indians fan. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. This yes. is this yes. is thank, yes. thank you, Cal. You're welcome. I see, you. what, I you're I see yeah. what you're saying. If the momentum stalls out in Cleveland, yeah. Now we go back to they suck. They need to sell everything, right? If they lose two out of three, I think it might go that way. Uh, it's just it, it's not a good way to do business. It's just not. We said it. Uh, I said it going into the stretch against the Brewers. Even if they sweep this series, it doesn't mean you should all of a sudden go from sellers to buyers. A couple more games on top of that, though. Just, <laughs> just inching ever so closer. It's like they're trolling us. <laughs> well, that's what's funny. Like you say, business as usual as a Pirates fan. I think we are. Uh, we're all acting as Pirates fans do. Yeah, which is, I guess that's a good. Yeah, yeah you get excited point. whenever they're good, and then they suck, and you think they're awful. And then they get good again, and you don't realize they're only two games above 500, and you think they're great. You think they're making the playoffs. But the reality is. This is who they are. They are a 500-type baseball team. That's what they are. They have five pitchers in the rotation that hover around four ERA. They've got three or four good relievers. After that, the bullpen's a crapshoot. But the issue is the starters who have around a four ERA, those guys don't typically go long enough in the ballgame, so you have to go deeper into the bullpen. Their hitters are all fairly streaky. Uh, they are hitting a lot of home runs right now, but that's going to stop. They are a 500-type baseball team. We said coming in. We said coming in. They will be right around 500 at the trade deadline, and then we'll get to pretend like they're in it for a couple of weeks. And that does make this fun, though. Like, imagine if they didn't have that nine-game winning streak. Uh, imagine if they just blew, like totally blew. Well, then there's nothing to talk about. I'm talking all Steelers today, which I'd probably rather do anyway, but this is the three days of baseball season that we have on the Crowley Show. We felt like we needed to do it justice. It's the home stretch of the Pirates season. Got it some, is. You know, camp starts and Pirates go away. <laughs> it is fun at training camp, though, going to Sharkies and watching the Bucko game. Oh, yeah. As if not, then you have to talk to Dale. <laughs> You'd rather just drink with him and stare at a television? Yeah. Not every once in a while? Yes. Yeah. And Pursuta, the same thing. You just, you know, I don't want to talk to these guys. Watch some ball and have Just an excuse ball. to drink some beer. Yeah. No, the reality is they probably don't want to talk to me. I'm just there as they drink and watch ball. I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm basically a coaster. That's what I am. 
You're, you're something that hopefully becomes some comedic fodder later on when you don't know how to get home or you lose your keys or you lose your wallet or you I'll lose leave my something car in the parking lot or you throw up in the parking lot. Yeah, it's something along those lines. I think that's why they keep you around just for moments like those. I don't know if I've ever thrown up a training camp. That's be knocking on wood. Yeah, well, you're gonna. According to you, you're gonna be a good boy this year. You're not gonna. Stay I was out pretty late. good last you're year. Not, you were pretty good last year, but I don't know. I'm I'm reserving the right to to judge on this one. I I'm I'm not convinced that you're not gonna go with the old. Uh, once it hits your lips, it tastes so good. I can see that happening. And then all of a sudden, Adam Crowley, Frank the Tank version, running around Latrobe, going nuts. I'll know after the first beer whether or not I'm staying till close or not. Which is pretty much every time you go somewhere, and like after you have that first beer, you end up staying. It's my yeah, move. Yeah, you're so hammered at camp. Nah, nobody's buying it. Come on. Somebody better be buying it, or else I'm not going to get hammered at camp. Yeah, I work here. If you get drunk enough, just walk out on your tab like you have every other year. <laughs> Coming up next, it's the hottest take of the day. It's other crap, and it's the... Do we have three stars of the show? It's the hottest take of the day and other crap. <laughs> Because Kellen is not one of the three stars of the show. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Maybe I decide those te- teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. Maybe I decide those te- teats don't need milking. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The others don't need a squeezing. According to our resident Cleveland expert, Jerome, he's our intern, it is raining in Cleveland, and there's a delay. This just in, it's always raining in Cleveland, I'm always expecting a delay. Appreciate the lack of breaking news there, Jerome. At least now I can get home, put my feet up, get settled, and then not watch the Pirate game. I'll have plenty of time to set that thing up. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell has had his problems. But at least he's not Josh Gordon. Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon is not going to be with the Browns at the start of training camp. I'm not going to get into speculation as to why the good wide receiver won't be there, but we know that Gordon has dealt with addiction problems. We know that he's been suspended multiple times by the National Football League, and in his statement to the Cleveland Browns and his NFL friends and family, he said, I'm reaching out to you all personally and letting you know that I am not only doing great physically but mentally as well. You will notice that I will not be in Cleveland for the start of training camp. Rest assured... This, too, is part of my overall health and treatment plan. He continued on to say he won't be there and blah-dee-blee-blee-bloop. I don't know how you can rest assured of anything as it relates to Josh Gordon. I just don't know how you can. But Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell has been suspended twice for drug-related off-the-field issues. But I don't look at him the same way I look at a guy like Gordon or Martavis Bryant. 
Gordon is a repeat offender. He's been suspended for multiple years. Martavis Bryant, one more strike. He will be suspended again for a year. Bell's been ripped by the media and by fans alike since he turned down that reported five-year deal, but I think we need to keep things in perspective here. Bell's been one of the most productive backs in the football, the National Football League over the course of his career, and when he's healthy in the playoffs, he's been a monster. 167 and 170 in back-to-back games against Kansas City and Miami. 155 from scrimmage and two touchdowns against Jacksonville. While Le'Veon was racking up those statistics, Gordon was out of the league. He didn't play a single snap in 2015 or 2016. You might have a problem with the way that Bell's conducted himself on and off the field, but hey, it could always be worse. Just ask a Browns fan. Just ask Jerome. Other crap. Woo! Other crap. An alligator was found in a Pennsylvania woman's backyard. Ah, that's a crock. Woo! Other crap. Did it scale her fence? Woo! Other crap. Tiger is back. This means golf is back. In black. Woo! Other crap. And Asian, too. Woo! Other crap. I was surprised that Tiger did not win the Claret Trophy. He loves jugs. Woo! Other crap. That's a that's a boob joke. Woo! Other crap. Only way that trophy's getting lucky if it works at a Denny's. Woo! Other crap. Eddie Pepperall played the final round at the Open, hungover. John Daly says, hold my beer. Woo! Other crap. No, really, hold my beer. Woo! Other crap. It's been 600 days since Pitt basketball's won a conference game. Woo! Other crap. Now, typically, this is where we do the three stars of the show. Uh, but Kellen's had his thumb up his ass the entire day and hasn't done anything he needs to do to wrap this thing up. Wow. Uh, do you at least have Who Let the Dogs Out? Yes, I do. Would you like me to play that for you? Well, not yet. Yeah, well, okay, I'm just yeah, making sure. You, that's usually after three stars of the show. I mean, typically. Okay, you asked me just, the question. I'm sorry. Uh, typically, we're just. We, you know, we have you know. to do three stars of the show and highlight that there clearly wasn't a star on that side of the board today. Not at all. Nope. Yeah. Not Jerome, certainly. And because uh, Jerome's a terrible intern, and then not you, because uh, it just didn't go well for you today. So if I could, let me do an abridged third or three stars yeah, here. Yeah, go for it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, third star. Kellen not. Hey, wait, get- wait, wait, wait. Let's start over. I'll do the music. Okay. Third star with today's third star. Kellen didn't get the sound for three stars. Second star. With the second star of the Adam Crowley show today, Kellen did not pay any attention to anything that Tom taught him. First star. Now, with the first star of the day, Kellen probably won't work here tomorrow. That was a three stars of the show. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I said Mike. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, Tom will be here. Yeah, Tom will be here. Um, I mean, see, here's the thing, Kellen. Adam really likes this segment because it highlights good things that 
Adam has done throughout the show. So then Adam comes to the end of the show and Adam says, ha, I did some good things because someone took them out and recorded them and then put star dings behind them. And Adam feels better going home. Now he goes home uh, wondering whether he did anything good. Do you know what kind of effect this is going to have on my life? All day long. Do you have any idea what this is going to do to my my life, Kevin? I, Kevin. That doesn't matter what your name is. You're dead to me. I, I Kellen's mean, dead to me. I'm, no, don't you talk. Why? Don't you talk. It's my show. Shut up. Shut, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Because here's what's going to happen. I question my worth all show long. Is this a good show? Is this not a good show? Am I talking enough about sports? Am I not talking enough about sports? Am I being funny enough? Am I not being funny? Is this a good show? And I don't remember. And by the end of the program, I think, oh, my God, this one sucks. I'm feeling disjointed. Tom and Brian have done everything they can to carry my ass. But today, it's not working out. But then Tom, the nice guy he is, he plays first star, second star, third star. I'm usually peppered all up in that bitch, and it makes me think, oh, I was funny today. It was a great day. So today I don't have that. Today I don't think the show was good, and I have nothing that pulls me back to the reality that maybe it actually was decent. Therefore, I drive home. If I can stay between the lines, between my sobs and weeping, I get back to my house, my poor dog gets kicked, and my wife and I wind up getting in a fight. Essentially, you've thrown him into a tizzy. All night, he will wonder whether he was the best he could be, and he won't know. And he'll stay up all night, and this will steamroll into tomorrow. It'll just snowball and snowball. Tuesday will be a worse show because he's all worried about Monday's show stuff. And then Tuesday will go off the rails, and he'll be worried about It's a whole week that just went out the table. Next thing you know, I'm at training camp, drinking myself into oblivion, watching the Pirates play baseball at Sharky's in Latrobe. This is, is that what you want? This is exactly the kind of stuff that makes Crowley drink. You probably just ended my marriage. Probably. I'm sorry. I mean, they're going to take the dog, that's for sure. <laughs> According to sources, Field Yates, uh, he says free agent wide receiver Eli Rogers is leaving his visit with the Chiefs without a deal. He's now headed to visit the Browns. He played for Browns offensive coordinator Todd Haley <laughs> the last three seasons in Pittsburgh. Adam, if I could... Uh... You read that very well. You you showcased your extreme talent. Uh, you nailed it. You didn't mess up any words. You got the point across. Very informational and entertaining. Good would you, job. Would you pl- would you play the damn dog music? Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? If I'm still here uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking about the Pirates game if they even play it. You did a good show. Uh, just it was a good show, Adam. Don't let my Kellen! don't let my screw up ruin the day. Hey, Kellen, you had your chance to show him it was a good show. <laughs> Kevin was awful. So was John. Me and Brian were fine. We'll talk to you tomorrow at four with Tom. GSP in Pittsburgh. <laughs>